0: All right, a big moment for the Ole Miss Rebels as once again, they get the number one player in the state of Mississippi with Kamarian Franklin. At some point, Auburn has to get tired of finishing second, right? Who knows? I don't know. You are Locked On Ole Miss, your daily podcast on the Ole Miss Rebels, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for tuning in to the Locked On Ole Miss podcast. I am your host, Stephen Willis, and thank you so much. Camarian Franklin has committed to Ole Miss. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every single day. Now, I'm going to try and make this look a little bit like a regular Locked On Ole Miss podcast. I'm doing all of this live. I have no production. I have to do it all myself, so there might be some mistakes that are made, so just bear with me on that. But this is a big day for the Ole Miss Rebel football team, no doubt. And we're gonna talk about the star that is Camarian Franklin. And we've been talking about him all week, but we will put it in context with the defensive line that Ole Miss is already recruiting. And now Ole Miss potentially has the best defensive line in the country recruited. Not bad for a coach that a month ago, everybody was hammering, couldn't recruit. Now, real quick about Cam, he is a six foot five, 260 pound defensive end from Lake Cormorant. He's rated as a five star on 24 7, the number 30 player in the country. Five star on Rivals.com, the number 11 player in the country. For some reason, On Three has him as a top 250, four star, and ESPN has him at about number 27. Good player. The way the recruiting happened, we'll go through the timeline real quick um, once we start going. But going into the decision, this is what the RPM from on three slated, and he was heavily projected for the Auburn Tigers. Now, that is basically off of weighted experts and things like that. And over the last three days, it really started to shift. Now, whenever Cam Franklin started his recruiting process months ago, he was visiting and it was between Ole Miss and Tennessee, if you guys remember that. And then a little bit later, it was Ole Miss, Tennessee, and Miami. And then it was Ole Miss, Tennessee, Miami, and Auburn. And then it was Ole Miss and Auburn. But the one constant throughout the whole process was Ole Miss. It it was a situation to where he had visited Ole Miss eight or nine times. He's come down and specially camped for Randall Joyner and Lane Kiffin. It's an idea of where Cam Franklin, he genuinely, if you ask him where he wanted to be, he probably would tell you he genuinely wanted to be at Ole Miss. And so it was a big, big pickup indeed. Now, if you look at his highlights and you see exactly what happens um, there, you see a player that is very good. Um, 720p doesn't look good, but he's an explosive athlete from his huddle highlights. And if you look at what he does, he is just a force on the edge. Now. To put that in perspective, he is real similar to what Cedric Johnson potentially is now and than what he was built up to be. Cedric Johnson, if you remember, came in at like 225 pounds on a linebacker, and he became a defensive end. Cam Franklin is kind of athletically and mature-wise built to that level. So somebody that you can put on the defensive line just is a really good, really good, Um, thing for the Ole Miss Rebels. Now, if you look at what's going on, we're going to um, get the chat open in just a little bit and let everybody have fun with what's going on. This is just a big day for Ole Miss football. And again, the number one player in the state of Mississippi, possibly the number one defensive line class in the whole entire country. And here's the added benefit that nobody's thinking about right now cam franklin next to Centarian perkins in the future and you have a defense that has a chance to be pretty salty indeed now if you go over to the chats now if, if i've missed chats there's been a lot of stuff in there so um bear with me um willis asked he only had two official visits to Ole miss it just goes to show that in this new age of recruiting you can't follow the business social meetings um He was at Ole Miss actually quite a bit. They just always only talked about those two times, and that would have been the camp and the other stuff to get him on on campus as well. I think that um, Cam Franklin, if you asked him where he wanted to be, I think he wanted to be in Oxford. I think there might have been other factors that were pushing him a little bit else. Now, Pratt Rogers comes on, and we've been talking about Kamarian now for weeks. And he was all set until like two weeks ago. He's like He thought Camarion was going to Tennessee. And I was like, hey, when he just let this play out just a little bit and to see exactly what could happen. I, I'm really excited to what Cam can do on the defensive end in this Pete Golding system. It's somebody that has created people like Will Anderson. That defensive line in Alabama is so salty. I think there's a little bit of level of expertise that Pete Golding probably help Cam Franklin uh, more so than maybe um, Chris Partridge could a year ago. And that's not a shot against Chris Partridge. That's just saying that this upgrade uh, that Cam Franklin gives Ole Miss will be absolutely um, something to think about. Now, Let's see, Zach Tyler says, Auburn just keeps taking L's from Ole Miss. Talk about program standing. Yeah, it's the same thing. And and I I don't want to get too far in the weeds about that, okay? It's a similar situation, honestly, to the Lane Kiffin situation last year. You have us, you know, it was going on. Everything was happening. Somebody leaked some information. Things got really intense. All the Auburn trolls came out of the woodwork. And then at the end of the day, the person picked Ole Miss. That's the same thing. The, the Ole Miss program is doing very well against Auburn um, currently. Absolutely. Let's see. Mike Vandegrift says, it's a great time to be a Rebel fan. Not one but two five-star players on defense, several four-stars, and they should be five-stars as well. Um So it's pretty good. A lot of stuff. I'm really, really happy. Everybody should be plenty happy at the moment because of what this means. Now, we're going to talk about this defensive line class. And we are going to talk about exactly what they can be and what will make them next level. Because this defensive line group that's at Ole Miss right now is really good. Now, don't hear me say they're not good. But there's highlights in the interview on the um, interwebs from Jeffrey Rush from Pascagoula in a game that they had last night. And he just lived in the backfield, just absolutely dominated. He's an Army All-American game, whatever they call that, All-American Bowl candidate now. He's going out to San Antonio. Cam Franklin, um, ESPN top 30 player, rivals top 15. Um, Nearly a five-star on one and then on three for some reason has him down a little bit lower. I do think, um, just selfishly, I want Camarian Franklin to choose the Under Armour game if he has not, because I will be at that game, and I would love to be able to cover him the same way that I did on Centurion Perkins and Aiden Williams last year. Um, I'm going to that game regardless, but I would like to, you know, see that competition up close and personal this January. Now, but Jeffrey Rush going out to San Antonio, he has somebody. That is the ability to be that plus defensive end that almost needed. You have Cameron Beavers at defensive tackle. They think he's going to grow up as as well and balloon up and be and be that three technique that they so desperately want. William Eccles, who has major Chris Jones potential, depending on who you ask, Will Eccles might be one of the better players in the state. He's rated as a three star on, on most sites, though but he's being rated as an offensive lineman when you look at him at defensive line, he's, he's pretty special. And then you have like Maurice Davis, who's an unbelievably violent defensive end. And I mean that in the nicest possible way. And you have um, like, I think his name's Cam Scott, the kid out of um, the kid out of Tennessee, the defensive end as well. So this defensive line group that Ole Miss has recruited is one that can come in and they're ready to go. There's a lot of out-of-the-box ready type guys, and that's going on top of the Jamarius Browns that they recruited in this year's class, who I think is a sleeper to get on the field. You add in a Camarian Franklin to an already stout group of defensive linemen, and this group just became special. Get excited, Ole Miss Rebel Nation. And I hate Rebel Nation. That's not, That's not my favorite word, but get excited because this defensive line group, is at least, at least as strong as the Parade Jerry, Greg Hardy, Marcus Tillman group. That group of defensive linemen, these group of guys have that potential. There's a chance this is the greatest defensive line class that Ole Miss has ever signed. Not bad for a coach that struggles recruiting, right? Not bad for a coach that um, has other things to do. Camarian Franklin's a big get, and he's also a big get because of what he means coming soon. We all forget about it. The commitment watch that we were on this weekend was Trevor Jackson, the quarterback out of Orlando, Winter Garden, Florida. Um, Somebody else that I think is a dark horse to get to the Under Armour game because of his proximity. He's a player that won the Elite 11 rail competition. He has one of the strongest arms out there. And he is built in a lab for the Lane Kiffin offense. Absolutely. And whenever I say that, think about what I said about Austin Simmons ahead of time. Think about what I've said about Walker Howard ahead of time. So you can be excited about what Trevor Jackson, who has been crystal balled to Ole Miss by Steve Wiltfong, to make that kind of an impact. And another player that is coming, I'm telling you, the next seven days, for Ole Miss football recruiting, have a chance to be one of the most impactful periods in the history of Ole Miss, and it started today with Kamarian Franklin. And it's going to—I'm not going to say potentially end, but it's likely going to go. And on um, the third commitment would be would be Noriel White if he came to Ole Miss. You add those three players to an already decent class, the defensive line class, like I said, in a class by themselves. Uh, But now you're starting to accumulate talent, four-star quarterback, four-star wide receiver, and all these blue chip type players. And the narrative surrounding recruiting this season has a chance to be completely different than where it was three weeks ago. It is a situation when it comes to recruiting right now. Everybody wants to be good in high school recruiting. Everybody. Everybody. But in roster building, and that is what I genuinely think Lane Kiffin does, okay? He wants the best possible high school class. He wants the best possible transfer portal class. He is going to draw a red line on the board, and if you're above it, he's going to recruit you. doesn't matter if you're JUCO from Canada in the transfer portal, high school recruit, it doesn't matter. So in roster building, we have right now at Ole Miss possibly the most talented team for anybody that anybody Ole Miss fan has seen that's under the age of like 60, that is what we have at the moment. And that roster building and the way they do it, sometimes the way Lane Kiffin is building his team, it looks it looks like high school recruiting's down because of a pocket that's going on. Maybe they're concentrating on the portal at that point. And I do think that we need to have a heavy portal strategy. I just think that is, for an Ole Miss, the size of school, uh, the size of Ole Miss and um, the financial backing of Ole Miss, I do think Ole Miss is going to have to play in the transfer portal some. But when you can get these in-state schools, I had Brian Smith on the show multiple times, and he's like, Camarion Franklin is a player that Ole Miss absolutely has to keep. It, there's no getting around it. This is this was a battle that Ole Miss had to win. All right. Okay, so we just did 15 minutes on all the sunshine and rainbows that's going on with this Camarion Franklin thing. Now, people are going to talk about 11th hour stuff with possibly with Camarian Franklin. It's not 11th hour. It's like midway through the second quarter. And if anybody remembers how Centurion Perkins went last year, I think similarly it's going to happen with Kamarian Franklin because people do not give up on top 20 players in the country. They do not pull those offers. They do not do anything with them. They continue to recruit them and try to win them over, especially in this day of NIL. So it's going to be a heavy workload for Ole Miss to maintain him. Now, don't get me wrong. You'd rather have a commitment than not have a commitment. I'm just saying it's not over, and Ole Miss needs to – do what they need to do and and how you can do that. We had Walker Jones on the show last night and he talked about the day of collection for the Grove Collective, which will happen tomorrow at 11 central, the voice of the rebels, David Kellum, Lane Kiffin, they'll have a whole bunch of auctions that are going on, but it's a way that you can help beef up the collection collective as well. So you can see today how that will help so you can do your part in the collective's on monday now so somebody says proud of nephew cam thank you laura very much um we're proud to have him and we hope him sticks around and obviously if you're in the area you're probably pretty happy that you're going to be able to watch him play as well if you look at it reed hell says top 25 class now i have not i got on the air so quickly I'm sure Ole Miss moved up considerably. And with the potential ads of Trevor Jackson and real white, you're looking at a potential top 20 type class. So we'll see exactly how that goes as well. And Tanner Dodson says, I can see our shark Land Shark defense coming back better than ever. I I can too. I'm a, I'm excited for the defense for the first time in a minute. Uh, I'm not going to lie there. Caleb Osburn, I think that I pronounced that right, said, I'm so excited for this coming year. We have so many returning players and a bunch of new good players. Can't help but be excited. And you're absolutely right there. I'm 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 extremely fired up about that. If anybody watches my show, if you're new to the locked on this podcast, um, hey, tune in more often. We are an extremely optimistic show. We are about trying to make be a fan and make it fun. We are not about that life to where you're the long suffering fan. We don't, we don't do that. Um, so if join us. It should be a lot of fun. And it's, yeah, thank you very much for tuning in. We need to put the full court press on Waller. From what I understand on that one, Florida made a heck of an offer to him and it's going to be hard to pull him. I imagine Auburn is going to pivot um from here. They're going to try to keep, get Cam. They're going to try and flip him but I think they're going to try, probably try and pivot to Jamonte Waller. Derek Vandegrift, if y'all thought our trip to Knoxville was bad, wait till we go to Auburn this year. Yeah, that I probably don't need to ever go to that town again. I, I can't imagine that that would be a good thing for me and my well-being at this point. Um, but, yes, Auburn is going to be an absolute mess. And I will say this about our trip to Auburn. If Ole Miss wins that game, I am going to be so obnoxious for 24 months. There's not even a game 12 months later that you can get some relief off of. Ole Miss doesn't play Auburn in 24. So if Ole Miss wins in October, and I think Auburn is going to pull out all the stops, all the horseshoe stuff, the Jordan-Hare magic, you've seen me predict that game in the future, in the past, uh, I, I, I genuinely think um, that Auburn is going to pull out all the stops in that game, and Hugh has that game circled. But if Ole Miss wins that game, I'm going to be a special level of smug for the next 24 months, honestly. Um, Dell Rice says, I watch you every morning at work. Thank you, Dale. Um, I, I enjoy – that's one of the things that I'm pretty excited about throughout this whole process is – That we have become the Ole Miss Fans Morning Show is kind of become a point of pride for the show, and the audience numbers have been absolutely off the chart recently. And that's all because of you. We, We have spent the whole month of July and August on the iTunes charts because of you. We were joined for the first time. Another Ole Miss podcast came on there, and that was the Red and Blue Crew showed up yesterday. So congratulate Brad Logan. Um, as well as somebody that has joined the iTunes charting of Ole Miss-related podcasts. So it should be a lot of fun going on for what should happen. We're going to do live streams a little bit more. If um, Trevor Jackson does decide to commit, um, we might do a live stream. We might do a reaction. I'm, I'm not exactly sure, but um, for real White, obviously we're planning on doing a live stream for that one. If we know what's going on because there's a set announcement time. The problem with Trevor Jackson is he could just pull the trigger this weekend. Not that at two o'clock he's at on Sunday or something, he's going to decide. So at least on the real white, we at least know the day. So we can kind of plan on that as well. Let's see. Um, absolute says. Please tell me there's a video of Auburn, uh, Franklin taking the Auburn shirt off. And if you, that may have burned a bridge, honestly, the way, okay. I I'm, I'm, I'm going, I'm going to be real here for a second. Okay. Schools that have an inferiority complex in the Southeastern conference are generally the worst to deal with. Okay whether it be Auburn or Mississippi State or Texas A&M, they are all coming from that inferiority complex. And yes, for Auburn, I realize that having your two main rivals pass you by Alabama and Georgia and not being able to feel superior to them is a problem. I, I get that. And you need to feel superior to somebody else. And I don't know why you picked the Ole Miss fight, I I I don't know why you would do that but now you're just taking and stacking Ls on top of Ls on top of Ls. And that's an issue and if like I said if you lose the football game maybe maybe you get the you pull one over on Vanderbilt maybe that becomes the new hot internet talking point message board mass but is not working out for you coming after Ole Miss fans. I get that. I understand that. It was on Twitter. Like, I love Zach Blackerby. He's he he's my dude. He's the host of Locked On Auburn. But he spent the whole week with this, com- this commitment decision coming up, basically trying to troll Ole Miss and to sick his minions this way. And because of me and because of that, everybody that was in the Ole Miss fear had to face that a little bit. And you need to start putting up some W's and not counting on wins that happened 15 years ago. You just need to do that. You need to be in a place that's a little bit more standing than where you sit. Maybe you thought one way, this is how this was going to turn out. Maybe that was in your mind, but that's not the way it's played out. So maybe next time, maybe for the um, Auburn Ole Miss football game, even though I know you're going to go back to your normal trolling and doing all of that stuff, we've seen this. This is like a Laverne and Shirley rerun at this point. But maybe you should just let the game play out a little bit before you overly get confident. Before you get absolutely nuts. Just my opinion. So, a very impressed with Cam Franklin coming to Ole Miss. Uh, this is a massive pickup with him and Sunterian Perkins. The defense is absolutely in a good place. Um, absolutely in a good place right now. Driftwood says, Thank goodness for our Mississippi D-line. Recruiting is turning around for the best. I'm thrilled. Who wants to represent his home state? Now, let's talk about the future of high school recruiting at the moment. Now, I told you I expect Narell White. He might go to Mississippi State. There's still a week to go. There's still a lot of water left to flow into that bridge, but indications are Ole Miss. And Trevor Jackson, like I said, Steve Wiltfong has put in a crystal ball at the moment for Trevor Jackson. So you can count on them, But who is there anybody next that we should pay attention to? And the one recruit that I think the coattails might be able to go off on is likely Jimothy Lewis. I think he's the one they're going to try to full-court press now that he's out of the state of Mississippi and back at IMG to where you don't have that protective circle around him. I think he is probably the one. I do not think it's J.J. Harrell. I do not think it's Braylon Burnside. Uh, but if you're looking for somebody that might flip and might be a flip candidate, that's probably the direction I would look. So it's, it's, it's really fun. And, and I'm, I, th- this has been a blast. And this, like I said, we're probably going to do 30 minutes, but. I want to do live streams from periodic and take your comments like this. Um, so whenever we do reaction live streams and we can plan it, um, we will get together and do this because you were really good on the, on the chat and stuff like that. But today was absolute massive day for almost football. And it's been building for three days. It's been absolutely building for three days. And, you know, it should be a lot of fun. For Ole Miss fans, and they should enjoy this, but realize what a commitment is in the modern NIL era. Um, realize what this could mean also for the Ole Miss defensive line in the future, and realize exactly what that defense could do as this expanded playoff era hits, because we all know my opinion on the playoff and how this goes. I am all about 2023. I am about maximizing 2023. Don't hear anything else. 2024 is simply the most important season in Ole Miss football history. And you need to do whatever you can while maximizing 2023 to also put yourself in the best position to take a 2024 step forward. That is my opinion on that. It is just a very good day. It's just a very good day, and I hope everybody has enjoyed this. Hey, tomorrow, probably more obnoxiousness, if we're going to be honest, um, is going to be on tomorrow's show. We'll probably be talking more about Kamarian Franklin. Anything that is about um, the close scrimmage that is going on either right now or it has just ended, I will p- t- tell you anything that I heard about that. Um, but it is close to the media, so there's a chance we might not hear anything about that. And we will get ready for, I guess next week is the mock game. And just so everybody knows what a mock game is, and you're going to hear the media talk about exactly what it was. As somebody that, um, as somebody that covered multiple mock games under Ed Orgeron at Ole Miss, I'll tell you exactly what a mock game is. So if people are going to freak out about it. It is all about operation. It's to make sure that you have eleven on the field every play. It's to make sure that you have the right substitution patterns. All of your special teams. Everybody knows what's going on. It usually lasts about an hour, and there's not as much not so much abs, not so much football that's actually played. Um, it's all about the operation to get ready for Mercer, and we are going to have odds on Monday. We'll start our odds. Um, and talking about the week zero games, and it should be, it should be, um, good to go. Anyway, thanks to everybody for tuning in, and thank you for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. For your second listen, check out Locked On SEC. Chris Gordy does a fantastic job over there. Hey, check out Locked On Auburn; they probably could use your audience as well. So locked On Auburn's available for anybody that wants to go check them out as well. I doubt they're live streaming at the moment, but they might be. But this is, hey, I'll put this up before I get out of here. This is absolutely awesome for the state of Mississippi. Ole Miss has a Mississippi all-star team coming. They absolutely do. They are sitting, I think, three of the top five at the moment or something like that. And it could get absolutely better. Should be a lot of fun. Anyway, everybody have a fantastic day. Um, Enjoy your weekend now that we can. Get ready, hopefully, for Trevor Jackson news over the next 48 hours or so, and we'll see exactly how that goes. Until then, hotty toddy.